Hello everybody and welcome to the Digital Buildings Podcast by Schneider Electric. Data generated from building systems is booming, but what are we doing with it? Well, that's exactly what we're going to discuss in today's episode. Our speaker, Brett Sprindler, will be interviewed by Ram Venkert on the topic of analytics for buildings. Hello everyone and welcome to this Schneider Electric podcast titled Analytics for Buildings. My name is Ram Venkat and today I'm here with our guest Brett Spindler. Hi Brett. Hey Ram, how's it going? Good. So who are you? Tell us a bit about yourself. So um, I'm part of the digital energy business within Schneider. Sure. Uh, and I'm responsible for developing our software business specifically around analytics within buildings. So it's really where I live, breathe, and work. I'll pick off that cue, you know, you live, breathe, and work, right? And today, being the generation that we are, technology having evolved as it is, we live, breathe, and work, and do a lot more in buildings. Yeah, uh, and we were talking about it a little earlier. We do everything from go to gym, to work, to go to movies, to our entertainment, everything that we do typically is inside a building, right? Yeah. The only only external air that we get these days is when we walk from the tube to our home or right. when we walk to the office. Um, it's assuming we walk, right? Assuming that we walk. And okay. if you drive, then that's a whole new concept uh, in right. itself. So uh, our whole lives happen inside a building. Yeah. So what we've become very good at is putting up these beautiful buildings um, and then piling them full of people and really working hard to create an environment that people want to be in. So the real question we got to have here then is how do we know that this environment, this building we've created is firstly, is it operating correctly? Mm -hmm. Is how we've designed um, the building to operate being used like that. How are people using and utilizing the space within those buildings? And then how are they interacting with the buildings? So so those are some of the real big questions that we really have in front of us. Right. So we, we have the people aspect, the yeah. aspect of the built environment. Yeah. And then we have the aspect of something that connects it up. Yeah. Through and technology. The, yeah, and then the equipment that, that operates some of the, the basic functions. So if you think about the plant equipment as an example, we build out highly complex um, HVAC systems to make sure that we're mm -hmm. moving air around a building. We're making sure that, well, in theory, we're making sure that you're getting the right air quality to the right places at the right temperature, the right humidity, the right CO2 levels, the right VOC, and, and so in real terms, we're trying to make sure that people have a healthy environment to work in. The real question is, are we actually doing that? Mm -hmm. So we have this design that's put in place to make sure that people work in a, in a healthy environment. But then as we're using it, are we sure that that's what's happening? And that is, of course, where the analytics aspect comes in. Exactly. So, so for me, a lot of what we like to think about is working from uh, the, this concept of the golden circle, which is something that uh, many people have heard from Simon, Simon Sinek. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
you always kind of bring things back to why before you start asking the what or the how questions. So the big question for us would be, uh, why would we want to apply analytics? Mm -hmm. So fundamentally, make sure that people are in a healthy environment. As building owners or building occupiers, we have a responsibility to the people who work in those environments. Mm -hmm. Now that responsibility is to create a safe and healthy environment. But it goes beyond that to start talking about making best use of what we have. So how do we make sure that we reduce our carbon footprint as far as possible? How do we take actions that will positively impact people's lives inside and outside of those buildings? Okay. And by using analytics, what we can start to do is look at how we're using our equipment. Okay, from an O&M or operating and maintenance perspective, how do we ensure that our control strategies are working, mm -hmm. that the equipment health or the equipment is maintained in such a way that it's operating effectively and therefore delivering what it's planned to deliver, okay? Which then gives people the right kind of environment to operate in. Now, historically, I think a lot of what we do is we just throw a lot of man hours at things and take action that we would expect needs to be done. But often it's done uh, as a set program. So a, a planned preventative maintenance type yeah. cycle, which is great. Okay. Work with the right standards, do all the right things. But just doing PPM, planned preventative maintenance, doesn't necessarily mean that we're addressing the things that aren't working properly. But isn't that necessarily what the technology provider has to ensure when they install it? So when they commission it, they need to make sure things are working according to what it has been designed for. So the system design versus... You know, we can look at, and I think that's a great point, but we can look at some of our own experience in our own buildings, right? Mm -hmm. um, and we can see that what is designed and applied and what you get at the end within an operating building don't necessarily match up, okay? okay. And that's often to do with either how things have been commissioned, how they've been maintained, mm -hmm. or some of the fundamental challenges that come with an aging system. Mm -hmm. So just because something is in place doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to operate the way it's intended. Right. I take my own health as an example, right? So um, I know that if I don't go to gym and I don't get regular exercise, that I'm not going to operate efficiently. Yeah. Um, my weight is not going to be, shall we call it, optimum. Mm -hmm. um, it's when you're taking all the right actions mm -hmm. and understanding the importance of taking those right actions and what those right actions are that you can start operating the right in the right way. Okay. So analytics really then is designed to support firstly the question of why. Why do I need to maintain this environment because I have a responsibility to people because I have a responsibility to the environment and actually by executing that responsibility the benefit there is that I get people who are able to operate at their best um, their best capacity right who stay healthy people who want to stay mm. working in that environment um, okay. so you, you, there's a lot of benefit um, if we execute our responsibility effectively, okay? Um, and by doing those things, ultimately, you can actually then also start seeing 
some some defined financial benefits to the business as well. So uh, by understanding how things operate, you can you should be able to see a reduction in things like the consumption of energy in the building. Mm-hmm. Uh, you should be seeing a reduction in how many complaints there are around the environment or how many times your equipment breaks down. Mm-hmm. So if you think of it in terms of um, analytics being a way to measure and monitor the actual real-life performance of equipment, okay, what we're able to do is start driving a condition-based approach. Okay. Okay. Rather than this kind of traditional go and fix something when it breaks. Yeah. And what I mean by that is we should be able to look at how equipment was designed and implemented against how it's actually operating and start to look for the deviations in performance. Mm-hmm. So our approach using using our building analytics product is really to create a digital twin, which means replicate in a virtual environment mm-hmm. the operating plant and compare that with how the physical plant is actually behaving. Right. By driving that comparison, we can start to look for uh, deviations in the expected performance. Um, and then what you can start doing is to analyze what causes that deviation. Yeah. By driving those things effectively, what we do is we give ourselves very clear, very specific actions to take that enables us to prioritize action. Because ultimately, if you don't, uh, analytics is only useful if it drives action. Yeah. And because effectively the action will drive outcomes, right? So, and, and outcomes is really the stuff that we're interested. That's where the value added piece comes in. Mm-hmm. What analytics does is enables us to understand what we have to do so that we can do it. So I have, I have two scenarios in my head right now, just from what you've talked. I'm, I'm thinking of a new build. Right. And at least in the UK, we've got this thing called the government soft landings, right? Which right. means that the, uh, the contractor is liable for the building to be operating in, as it was designed as it was designed for a certain set period. So it is almost like build, own, operate, transfer to the end user after right. like maybe a year, a year and a half. So I've got that scenario in my head where I can, I can imagine such a technology being put to use. Yeah. Um, more so to verify as built versus as designed. Right, and what it does really then is um, if you're using analytics in that commissioning phase, shall mm-hmm. we call it, um, that it gives us the ability to look at how it's operating and gives the contractor who is responsible for the good working of the equipment the ability to understand where things are deviating and why they're deviating. So you can make it right before handover. Absolutely. Very, very powerful use of analytics. And then, of course, there's the other extreme end where, I mean, I, what you've said makes absolute sense for the new or yeah. the post-new facilities. We're in the earlier stages yeah. of operating, three years, four years old. Um, issues may just be starting to arise. What about the facilities then which are 20, 30 years old, which, let's be honest, is most of the buildings in the country right. today Absolutely. where... I can imagine if I install a technology like this in that facility, the first thing that's come up going to come up is a list of 3,000, 4,000 different faults in that building. I mean... Yeah. Now, now, think about it in those terms. You're absolutely right. Older buildings, 
um, will always come up with a larger set of problems. Always. Okay. Once one of the things that we've learned is that if what you do is you prioritize working through some of those challenges, okay, that the balance of work moves over time from the break fix type stuff and the, the, the regular things you're doing just to keep things running will start over time to shift as you start focusing on the more proactive actions. So if we look at the older buildings, I mean, obviously you have to have equipment that's connectable. And typically we like to work in a building where there is a BMS, even if it's an older one, right? Mm -hmm. We need data from equipment. If there's no way to extract the data, you, you yeah, can't do any analytics. Um, but let's assume we can get the data. What us, what analytics should do for you is understand what that data is telling you and then set it out in a way that you can really prioritize what work you're going to do and what work will have the biggest impact to the building. So in real terms, what you want to be able to do is prioritize things around uh, the impact to people. So we would refer to that as comfort. Okay. The level or the, the maintenance or equipment health. Okay. And any excess cost that's being spent from a utility perspective by not taking any action. So in real terms, if you have those three things, you can start to align actions with outputs and understand really clear where those impacts are going to be seen. So just talk a bit more about the measurable parameters, right? Um, be it in terms of the energy, be it in terms of performance, be it in terms yeah. of actual money. Right. So in real terms, that, determ that depends on what you're measuring. Okay. So as a building owner, you may measure, let's use an example of the number of customer or occupant complaints, right? So if you have a, um, a tracking system, you should be able to measure the, the change in the number of complaints that you receive or the man hours required to execute the fixes on those complaints. Mm -hmm from when you start, uh, before you use analytics to let's call it a year after you've used analytics. Mm. Now, uh, for us, we've done some of that work and typically what we'd see is about a 33% reduction in occupant complaints. So when you start using the analytics, you're going to see over time a reduction in how many complaints, assuming that you do the work that's being recommended. Now, I keep, I keep harping on this because yeah. ultimately what we're interested in is the outputs, the sure. actual changes in the environment, okay? And this is a piece where we, when we started using analytics internally, mm -hmm. we found this is the biggest, the biggest challenge. Absolutely, yes. And in the, in the way buildings operate today with multiple parties being involved, like, for example, most larger buildings have a facility manager. Yeah. Uh, and it might come from the end user that they would want to monitor the uh, energy consumption or the occupant comfort and the facility manager, there might be a gap because they might be using an IWMS. Yeah. So uh, how do you bridge that gap between the two? So it's a, it's a great question. Um, we have a, a few different ways to think about this. The one is that within your analytics system, you need to be able to start um, pulling out 
specific diagnostics and assigning them to tasks, mm, right? Okay. So there needs to be a way to record and to manage an output and an action that's going to happen against that. Now, for us, what we have is within our building analytics platform, there's a, a simple tasking engine. Uh, but we've also understood that in real terms to make this effective, you need to take a step beyond that. So we've actually collaborating with uh, PlanOn, okay, which is one of the leading IWMS providers in the market. Um, and effectively what we've done is through, our, uh, through an API um, integration, we can now directly move tasks associated with analytics into their system. So what we really can focus then on is the analytics and operation of plant, mm -hmm. and then move actions required into your IWMS where you can make your business decisions around how you're going to respond and and make sure that those actions are taken. Okay. Which gives us the ability to not only ensure that actions are taken, mm -hmm. but track and trace how they're being executed, when they're being executed, and the overall cost associated with those improvements. Okay. So, so I think there's a, a significant benefit that can be seen out of that. Absolutely. Um, so coming back to the money or the yeah. value for your notes, your pound notes, um, everyone works on a set budget. How do you prioritize what you want to be working on, what you want to be seeing in your facility? So, so we have a very clear view on this, that there are, there are hard and soft savings associated with an analytical engine, okay? The soft savings are pieces that, depending on your business, are harder to measure. Mm -hmm. You know, so for some of our IT uh, players, this is something they do regularly, but sure. often within more traditional businesses, uh, are, are the soft savings are not clearly measured. For example, well-being and yeah, well productivity. Being, productivity, health, retention, Absolutely. all of these kind of things. So what we see from some research um, within uh, people like JLL and Dell, uh, there's a very clear, measurable improvement associated with the climate, okay, yeah. which enables greater productivity, but it also reduces the amount of sick leave taken mm. and helps support retention of staff. So that's very clear in their research that these are direct impacts. I mean, it's fairly similar when it comes to the healthcare sector. When you look at patient recovery rates, uh, and the environment in which the patient is in. Uh, exactly, makes a significant absolutely. difference. Absolutely. Right? So, but again, those are a little more difficult to measure and unless you've got a really sophisticated measuring process, it, that can be difficult. So what we tend to do is we focus a little more on the hard savings, okay? And hard savings for us are real measurable maintenance and energy cost reduction. So in real terms, what we can look at simply is the reduction of energy associated with your HVAC system. Mm -hmm. um, and if you do any kind of carbon offsetting or anything else, there's not only the environmental uh, reporting that that supports, yep. but also there is a there is a cost reduction there as well. And of course, I'm sure with the uh, move from PPM into predictive, um, there's also the whole... Right. So it's a good point. So we would separate those two things out. So you have an energy reduction piece but then you also have a piece around your maintenance costs. So those maintenance costs really are going to come down to the cost of addressing occupant complaints. Sure. 
the cost of addressing any breakdowns, the man hours associated with uh, yeah. PPM activities, uh, and then also the man hours associated with investigation. So we like to think about it in terms of if you have an analytical system, it will help you avoid breakdowns and complaints. Uh, you can replace certain PPM tasks, not all. Mm -hmm. So as an example, an analytic system cannot replace a filter for you, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, or can't do calibrations. But there are some tasks that can be replaced. But then you also have this ability to understand what action needs to be taken, who needs to take it, mm -hmm. and what needs to be done before you dispatch someone. Just a great example. Um, if you have a fault on an air handling unit that is, as an example, a leaking valve, you don't need to send someone to the air handler mm -hmm. to investigate what the problem is. You can send the right person to do the right work with the right equipment, which means you have one visit and not two. So you have the ability then to start really prioritizing and making sure that you use the right people in the right place at the right time. Brilliant. So I'll I'll finish it with one fairly quick question, hopefully. Uh, might be a bit more deeper than quick. But, uh, so I, I'm very conscious that every webinar that we do, we talk about something different. We talk about right. uh, prioritizing this, maintenance, prioritizing work, workplace and well-being and whatnot. And ultimately, it's a building. And ultimately, right. it's probably the same person looking at all of these aspects. How do we bring everything together? So it's a great question. So for us, I think there are three aspects that we're really thinking about in, in very clear terms. The first aspect is really the equipment in the building, and that's mostly what we've been talking mm. about. How does that work? The second aspect to this is how do you use the space? And then the third aspect is how do people interact with the building mm. that they're in? So for us, we have uh, three really clear approaches to those things. Um, and we have solutions that address those things. Now, from our perspective, if you have an analytical system looking at your equipment, if you have an analytical system looking at how do people use the space, mm -hmm. that means what desks are we using? What meeting rooms are we using? What's the air quality looking like inside the building? And if we can start getting to an, a point where we understand how we use the building, mm -hmm we can start interacting with it differently. And then the third piece of this is if we can start to understand how people interact with the building. So through things like um, applications that enable interaction, we can start to understand how does it operate? How do we use it? And how do we interact with it? Which enables us to make better decisions, to plan better, and to make best use of what we have. Brett, thank you so much for being here. Always um, a pleasure. Guys, thank you very much for listening. Uh, we will be back to you uh, with another episode of the Schneider Podcasts very soon. Until then, thank you. Understanding all the big data generated by modern BMS is crucial and it requires significant training and in-depth knowledge of the facility. I hope we have advanced your understanding of analytics for buildings. Thank you very much for your time. Make sure you never miss an episode by clicking the follow button and feel free to share it with your friends and colleagues.